Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. Feels like it should be a Friday, but it's not. It's not. No, we're doing this one a little bit early. This is actually actually the earliest we have ever done a podcast. No, last week was the earliest because we did it on a Tuesday. No, I mean, like time-wise, it's 10 o'clock oh, in the morning. Oh, yeah, like early, early. Yeah, this is During like, the, like time-wise during the day. Yeah, yeah before the, you know, half moon's up. <laughs> For fourth night i know this is early for us 10 it's kind of weird i don't know if i like that the energy is a well the energy different. could be there well it's different because you know we have a sitter and the if, kids yeah. home but it's just i don't know i don't know if i'm like it'll be fine i, I don't know if i'm just like wrapped <laughs> up wound up and you're stressed out i'm i'm are you talking about just for the itinerary today or just stressed out in general I think I'm this month. I was this month is very stressful, but I because it's the morning, I'm not as stressed as yesterday. I'm less <laughs> yet. stressed today <laughs> yet. Yet. Yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm flying out to North Carolina to Rayobi for uh, a two day event. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun, but it's one of those things where every time I'm away, I get bombarded with things that need to be done. And then when you come back, do you feel like you're behind? Yeah. And you're trying to catch up. Absolutely. For like weeks. <laughs> I, I will say this. I uh, When we went to the little mini vacation that we did at the cabin um, with some friends last week, I knew how hectic and chaotic August would be. So I decided to, instead of like disconnecting, enjoying the vacation and coming back to chaos, I decided to like handle the emails while we were away. Mm-hmm. Just like set aside time in the morning. When I didn't actually, see you on your phone. Yeah, 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 I did. And uh, <laughs> and what helped was coming back to a little bit less amount of chaos. Mm. The downfall is you don't fully disconnect. The right, upside right. is you come back to a little bit less chaos. So that's why. You know, I'm bringing the laptop on this trip. That's why I'm like, I'll, I'm going to be fully reachable, um, but I'll come back to a little bit less chaos. Do you feel like you can fully disconnect when you're when you own your own business, though? No, <laughs> no. I feel like knowing. So my dad always had his own business growing yeah. up, and I feel like there was never a time we were on vacation where he wasn't like answering a phone call or trying to deal with something. Just is like that. Just comes with the territory. It just comes yeah. with the territory. There's because th- there's no such thing as office hours. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. essentially you can say you can try. I'm but done, but the but if there's the, like a, a fire you need to put out. Like there, you're the last person or like to go to the last resort. So it's like even you have to be kind of reachable. Yeah, you're the captain of the, of the ship for sure. I, but you know what? I don't know. Like as stressful as everything can be. And the level of stress is like timelines. The level of stress is the amount of things that need to be done. The level of stress is when things don't go right. And the worst one that I hate the most is when something is done and there needs to be corrections from the brand or something right. like that. You think you like got it all in the bag and then it, they come back and say, well, actually, actually, we yeah. change this. And and this? So that's the worst part. Now, at the end of the day, it's it's. It's work, but I would not want any other lifestyle. Right. So it's like, yes, when you look at me, especially yesterday, I was in a bad mood yesterday evening because it was just one of those days. And even as bad as that was, 
I still would prefer that this lifestyle than me working for somebody at the hospital With again. Set hours. Set hours, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't have control of anything. I don't have the ability to grow my income. I don't have the ability to improve my lifestyle. It's just, it's just set. And be and, flexible yeah. and be home. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that I could take off and know that I'm going to pay for it because, you know, busyness and whatnot, like that's the flexibility yeah. there. If I exactly. wanted to, you know, steer the things a certain direction and the more I work, the more I make. And mm -hmm. I'm in control. So if I'm not making a lot of money, it's 100% re like reflects on me and my work ethic. Right. So am I slacking? Am I, am I, am I, is my eth work ethic a lot lower today than when I first started this thing? You know, when I was like, you know, trying to lower the amount of time I sleep, trying to, you know, always be doing something like, no, I, it's it's all on me. It's all a hundred percent. And and I don't know. If, it's not that I love this because I'm so much in control. I love it because of it could be anything I want it mm -hmm. to be. So, it's yours. It's so, your baby. So the stress is like it's you know yes it's stress but it's like the good version of stress. Yes. I have like the greatest, wouldn't. and I always have to remind myself, and I, I had to remind myself yesterday, it didn't work, obviously because I was still in a pissed off <laughs> mood. You tried. I tried, but I definitely have good like self talk where I go. I have the greatest job on earth. What am I complaining about? I get paid by a brand to remodel my house while increasing my notoriety, like mm -hmm. recognition. Like what, what else could you ask for? And so, yeah, but that comes with a certain level of like, all right, get your butt to work. Like, Stress, yeah. timelines, deadlines, all the things. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to keep going on that list of uh, timelines, deadlines, calendars, planning. Regular uh, lines. Scheduling lines. Curvy lines. Pencil, paper, you know, uh, automated. <laughs> Headphones, <laughs> computer, computer, keyboard. To-do list. <laughs> <laughs> Anything office related, work related. Yeah, ball bearings, peas. <laughs> Dimes, nickels. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, I think I guess that's a good way to look at it is just remind yourself like would I change this even with the stress of it all for that regular like nine to five that I used to have or whatever and so it's like you kind of now have to have perspective. Correct, correct. You have to have that perspective. Prescribed. Uh, prescriptive. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I've I've heard somebody even say this before. They they do a lot of stuff. They're a celebrity and they do a lot of different things uh, on a large scale. And their mother was like, you work so much. And he's like, yeah, but it's not really work because I enjoy all these things. Yes. So it's, you know, it's, it's good perspective. And it doesn't, I think when people are afraid, like sometimes I'm afraid to say that, that like, I'm, you know, I'm stressed, but it's not really work. I'm, I'm afraid to say that because I feel like if I say that I'm not allowed to, like my, my stress level is not then validated. Yeah. You know? Like you're almost not allowed to have the stress or talk about it Correct. because Correct. you like it's what like you planning do. for a party, right? Yeah. You're planning this big hoorah party and you're like, I'm stressed hoorah. out. You're like, Yeah, because <laughs> you guys just graduated the military academy. Hoorah. <laughs> Good party. Good have. party. And uh, it's hard to uh, empathize with that person and be like, Well, yeah, you're stressed, but you're also planning for a party or you're stressed before going on vacation. Like <laughs> going on <laughs> don't It's like it's like when you're going on vacation and you're trying to like pack everybody but also like leave the house clean. Right, right. And you're you're like, like, Why is this such a mess? And you're just stressed can, out. You're like, you put this on yourself because 
you plan the vacation yeah. you wanted to go somewhere could you imagine venting to your friends they're like ah, i'm so i'm, I'm so stressed, stressed out. out we're going to italy and just, the house is just a mess and you're like <laughs> i don't have time to pack your friends are like, like shut up <laughs> you're lucky you're going okay, to you're italy. going on a vacation here yeah, shut up <laughs> so yeah i guess that's where I, I feel like there. i shouldn't like I can't say that. Oh well, it's not really work. It's but it is work. Yeah. You, you are also like the hardest person working. The hardest working. <laughs> okay. I don't think you even believe what you're about to tell me. <laughs> is that right? Hardest working. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Does that? Why does this not sound right in my head? Because it's not real. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Hardest worker I know. Like uh, you honestly are, and I, we've actually had friends that have said that too. They're like, that Alex, means a like lot. The when, hardest. Yeah. It's only when your family says it, but it's, it's another when your friends recognize yeah. it. Wow. It doesn't mean nothing coming from me? <laughs> nothing. It just means nothing. No, it means a lot. It, it's actually interesting because there's a lot of spouses that, who don't recognize their their spouses like... Hard work. Hard work or sacrifice or yeah. like that, you know. I, I mean, I, I see it because you, I mean, you just don't stop. You mm -hmm. keep going. You're on to the next thing. Even when you're doing these projects, there's times when you have to, you know, work on them later than you anticipated and you're working till like eight or you're waking up at six and doing these things and mm -hmm. not a lot of people would do that yeah i mean i don't know if it's healthy it's just <laughs> but you you get it done yeah and i get I mean, it that's done. why you've been successful it's like you figure out a way to get get her done yeah i i, I think i think if well, i'm not comparing myself to like anybody great like tiger woods or michael jordan or anything like that but th their mindset <laughs> but you are. can i take but you kind of are. can i compare myself for a quick second yeah. i'm not comparing at all because i'm not even remotely close to that but even in the same conversation but the one thing i'm noticing that there's people who do great things and i'm not saying i would do anything great i'm just striving for greatness they have this thing where there's chaos in their head and they are always dealing with that thing like uh, the level of obsession what i mean by chaos mm -hmm. so it's like you know i i heard i heard the story about tiger woods how you know his dad started training him play golf when he was like two or three in fact he was like on tv already like on one of the tonight shows or something like that this two-year-old do this incredible putt you know um but that created this level of chaos uh and strive like he's striving for something greater and bigger mm -hmm. and the like i'm not a competitive person you know like i don't care about sports or you know board games or anything like that but i am competing against other people uh i'm competing for people's attention in terms of content so i i i, I obsess about it and with that obsession comes that work ethic you know right. where you don't really take time off you you every part of your energy um or your brain activity is devoted towards studying the process and studying how to be better at it and how to be the best um obviously i'm not there because there's ridiculously you know uh good creators out there who have ridiculous viewership but mm -hmm my mental space is is pure obsession and with that comes that wake up early go to bed late you know don't turn your brain off you know strive keep trying yeah, for better yeah more. constantly you know it's, it's if you're not it, like 
content where you are you want to keep i've met people are content and that's kind of the sad part is i have some content creator friends who when i started they were bigger than me and then i passed them and this is not through you know putting anybody down i'm not gonna mention anybody's names or anything like that but i saw that when they were on top or you know in the in the top tier they this is in terms of the genre of work that i do the style of videos they were on top and then when i passed them or when i noticed that i passed them um and it's not i'm not saying by me passing them this happened but it's just you see that their passion for it or their obsession is like diminishing Mm. and it's kind of fading and i don't know if it's It's a personality thing or or what maybe 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 there's a maybe it's um you know when 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 i don't know if it's a saying i think but when you when you put in you know x amount of effort but only receive x amount of return on that effort it's only a matter of time before you get burned out and say and then what's the point and you find something else to be content about and you say well Hmm. at least my wife's working we can make up some of that income or you know well we have some rental properties and they're being rented out and so that's some income I see some people, not only in the content creator world, but like even just regular work where they sold off their business or whatever, and they're just kind of coasting off of the nest egg they've created. And to me, I never want to experience that where you lose this passion and obsession. It's kind of a scary place to be. I Contentment? Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel, so I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I feel like I was content <laughs> before I married you. I was that type of person that's like, I can like just do my thing and not like really strive for anything like big just kind of yeah yeah um and then i said the hey check minimum. out i guess some yeah. gasoline <laughs> you want to start a fire and then when we met and you started your stuff and you kind of like lit this fire under my butt too yeah. i feel like i've become a different person and i do i mean i don't know maybe i have my moments but i feel like i've definitely become somebody else and I strive for stuff that I would have never thought I did would have back then because so, I think I, I I think going back to the people you said that are kind of stagnant and lose that passion I wonder if fear plays a really big role in that too like they're afraid to step farther or afraid to go try something new like for me that's always been the reason I never went for risks it makes sense when out of the gates that person's like that and i think overall most people are fear driven so they most people that's why they will have jobs that they hate that's Mm -hmm. why they they don't take a lot of you know people don't take risks because it means that there's this unknown and i have a family to feed and what if i fail like everybody has that that's like part of our dna right um it might be like a primordial thing where it's like no, you don't go off the beaten path because that, that, there's danger there. You know, go, you know, that's why deer travel the same path because they know it's safe. They mm-hmm. know there's water. They know there's food and they know where their bedding is. And so I think human beings, it translates to our, we, we stay in the safe zone because mm-hmm. there might be wolves. There might, we might, you know, get lost, whatever. So it's part of our DNA for sure. Um, but the ones that I don't understand are the people who have tasted the, the juice the juice <laughs> what juice the 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 entrepreneurial Success. high the high of it of, yeah. of putting something in seeing it do good um you know ride that that wave of like somebody recognize you or somebody loves your stuff you're they're writing lots nice of comments that lots yeah. of views like your endorphins are you firing. do get yeah you do get this like 
kind of high from that. Like imagine, you, not even content world, but imagine you start a, an Etsy business, right? And you're like, you found a thing you're selling, you know, charcuterie boards, who cares? And Char you started, and then all of a sudden you, you, you're seeing, you know, you're putting in long hours and you're seeing the trajectory of like, wow, okay, this many, oh wow, Labor Day sale was wild. Like we, we sold a thousand units and then, you know, you're, 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 go into the post office, dropping off these packages, smiling, knowing that there's people in offices that have to be there. They're tethered to their desk at work. And the most freedom they have is the ability to come in a little bit early and leave a little bit later. That's the most flexibility they have. But then you are like, I am here. It's 12 o'clock. I'm running these to the post office. And, you know, I'm going to have this influx of money coming in like that's a really great feeling because mm -hmm. you put in the effort. So you tasted the juice and then all of a sudden the numbers are dropping, but you you're, you're wondering why they're dropping, but in you're maybe changing your business strategy and say, well, maybe we put out some coupons and maybe we need to advertise on this website to drive and nothing's happening. Well, and then you, at that point, it's, if you keep doing that over and over and over, there's, there's two types of people who they, they find a couple of other solutions um and then it works out they figure out what's the missing link maybe we need to put you know uh, an advertisement on a podcast space or maybe we need to do influencer marketing whatever it is but you figured it out now sales are back up mm. that's a great feeling and there's other people who just keep doing the same thing and they don't like try to think of new ways to yeah they're they're not they're not adapting they're not moving. They're just still stagnant. And by moving is not necessarily that they're increasing their sales and like that. Movement is trying things. They're not moving around to see what can we do and fix. They're there's they're they they just actually make and this is the part that's really sad is they're they 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 convince themselves what the problem is and they're just the victim there. So mm. they say you'll say, Well, the algorithm just doesn't like me. Mm. Or uh nowadays is just so hard to it, you know, if, if you started YouTube five years ago, yeah, anybody can make it. But now you can't. People come up with excuses. There's like always that. the excuses. I love I love telling the story. And we've had him on the podcast, uh, Jason um, from Bourbon Moth. You know, he's he's got a larger YouTube audience than me. He's like almost, I think, like 800,000 or something like that. 750 or 800,000. Ridiculous amount. And I asked him I, in, in the same space as me. And I asked him, when do you start it? when he started and I've been doing this for since 2016 he started <laughs> at the worst time to start he started at the beginning of the pandemic yeah I don't know if it's the worst time because people are at home consuming Watching. content but, but still but that in strategy, the last few years that strategy didn't starting, yeah it's not like my numbers went through the roof because you great it's just that's a guy who's just found a thing you know found a voice found a thing and so that's the part that's like I love sharing that story because it takes every excuse off the table mm-hmm and so when I see creators that are my peers and they create great content, but their approach never evolved and they're just allowing for the algorithm to bury them deeper and deeper under the, the right. wave of. So what do you think the difference is between the people who decide I'm going to like try all these things, everything I can, I'm not going to let myself or my business go under. And then the people who go, it's, it's not me. Some it's the out, external forces that are like causing this. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Eventually, maybe it will, you know, change. Do you think it's personality? Do you think it's something like 
you have to have inside you to do that? Or do you think that's something you learn along the way? I just wonder what the difference is between the people. Yeah. The two types of people that do that. I was not this person when you married me. Yeah, that's true. So that means you can become this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I firmly believe this, that you can be anything you want to be. And I'm not saying that, like, we say that with kids. Like, you can Mm -hmm. be a firefighter. You can be a scientist. You could be a... Who cares? In this day and age, you really can. What I mean is, like, not even work-related. You could be absolutely anything you want to be. It's just like a, a video game character. You can create yeah. them to be anything you want. You want to have blonde hair? Go get blonde hair. Go get it bleached. Do you want to have rocking abs? If you work hard enough, you can get rocking abs. If you want to be funny, you could watch a bunch of stand-up comedy. As long as you're introspective, you can learn what makes a funny person funny or mm-hmm. what makes a joke. Or maybe even repeat some of these jokes during some cocktail hours with some friends and you'll get punchlines out of it. You can be anything you want to be. So... If you want to be that person who is, you know, pursuing greatness or or is is constantly moving or constantly refuses to roll over and die and is constantly driven like that, you can be that person. Now, it's you can't be that person if you don't know what that person is like. Like if you can't be a um, like an over like an obsessive, you know, compulsive self-driven person unless you've seen other obsessive compulsive self-driven people uh or at least heard them talk and get in their mind and mm-hmm. i think what happened to me what is it five years ago when i broke my arm is it five now four yes four to five right no more than yeah probably five that was the time that i was just starting to listen to these guys it was just like you know from rogan you have he's got guests like jesse itzler who had you know who lived with monks and uh walked a mile (laughs) using only uh a short driveway so i mean he just went back and forth uh (laughs) over the course of a year uh you have uh jesse isler who also had david goggins come live with him he's a former navy seal and they would do things like for 48 hours they would wake up uh, uh they would run what is it four miles and then rest for 45 minutes and they did that straight for 48 hours uh, you know, you have those kind of crazy guys. and see But it's how like they what makes them that way is my question. Like, how is it that they're what made them like that? So and, and then the rest of well, the world. Well, everybody, well, like everybody that. has that story because none of them were born. Like yes, that, right. That's what I mean. Like what? So I was made this way, way based off of these guys. Right. And those guys so kind of modeled. Me- Jesse Itzler was made to be the way he is because of David Goggins, Mm. you know, and that's why he had David Goggins live with him. He's like, I want whatever he's doing to rub off on me. So he had to live in this hell week thing. So, you know, Goggins never told him like, you know, you need, here's an inspirational quote. No, it was like, you want to live like a savage? We're going to do savage like things, Mm. you know? Um, So, and then Goggins, I don't know who inspired him, but he has a story where he's like, I used to be this fat loser, I've always wanted to be a SEAL. And then finally, I, I decided to prove myself wrong. So he was just kind of his own motivating person who he went to like a dark place in his head. Um, as far as everybody else, like Jocko Willink, he's a, a he, you know, he, he was a, a rocker kid and then went into the military, joined the SEALs, and then was surrounded by other badass people that rubbed off on him. Mm. So I think it's whoever you surround yourself with, whether it's physically or not physically, or like model the, after. Correct. Like you, I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I, you, I'm a testament to it that you don't have to be around that person or to be rubbed off, you know, and, and inspired and, and uh, molded, your brain molded. You have to be around it. So once I started being listening to that kind of content and shaping my brain, 
you're married to me. So naturally it started all rubbing off on you. Mm -hmm. You never listen. You, you, you've probably listened to a total of like three Joe Rogan episodes in your entire life. Probably. Right. <laughs> no two, more. Two of them are, are just in this year. So the ones do have recommended. True. But my talk has always been around you and my, my actions have always been around you when I started, you know, kind of morphing into this, that it was naturally rubbed off on you. So now you have that, right? So to whatever extent, extent you want to take it. Right. But it's so you're, you're, it's a, it's a, a nurture kind of thing. It's not a nature thing. Right. So do you think the, the way somebody could, if they want to become like, a, they want to think that way, they want to become this like driven person. Do you think like reading books, listening to podcasts like the, for people who are crazy and mm -hmm. like the the guys you just named yeah i i is I, that like the best yes way to do that i i i that's that was the way i i, I achieved it mm -hmm. or at least stumbled upon it upon it um because i guess if you listen long enough and so many so many times and with and listen to so many inspiring yeah. stories you can't not like right. start thinking right. that way right right um, that's why it's so important. I think the, and what really, I mean, this is what, like, it kind of has to go hand in hand together. Um, I'm trying to find the name of Jesse's book. Um, is that, what was like the first book you read that you think really started this like journey for you? Um, okay. Great question. I'm debating it. Which one was first. It has to be, um, it has to be Jesse Isler's book. What is it called? Oh, well, that's what I'm trying to oh. find. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Jesse Itzler Living with a Seal. Oh, yes. I do remember so, you heard that. But here's why. Or you listen to it. Now, right? if I'm going to, yeah, an audiobook. If I'm going to, I, if I'm going to recommend anybody anything, I'm only going to recommend the path that I travel. Now, maybe I'll meet somebody else who had similar, if not better results, but they traveled. Maybe, maybe the military, that's what did them. But, you know, you're 33, 34 years old. You're not going to go join the military. Like... Um, so I think my method, the way I stumbled across it works really well because, and here's the method is I started, when I started doing that, when I started, um, listening to the, well, first of all, listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcast. And I would say, listen, if you don't like him and you don't agree with a lot of stuff, that's fine. But look through his podcast, how the many thousands they have, has. look at the guests in the quick description. And you know, you'll pick out, don't, don't watch the ones that are like, you know, this is a UFC fight or whatever. Start with the ones like this is, you know, so-and-so, um, he set the world record for, I forgot actually what his name was, um, you know, he set the world record for uh, running the fastest marathon on a ketogenic diet, mm. right? Like, so the people who are doing the one percent things, yeah. So what's greatest things. about it is like in three hours, as long as that podcast is, you can get of like just the spark notes of what makes that person an exceptional human being, that one percenter driven. Mm -hmm. And so I would start with that. And then I would get this, the Jesse Itzler's book with uh, Living with a Seal. Now, the best part amongst it all is you have to pair those two things, the listening with, you have to pair it with uh, some kind of physical activity. Yeah. You have to pair it with working out. You have to pair it with running. Running was what started for me. It, because I had to distract myself so I'm not focusing on my breathing and I'm not focusing on getting winded and I'm not focusing on how much I hate this. Mm -hmm. Listening to an audiobook, listening to a podcast, when you're doing something like running from one streetlight to the next, 
your your brain is floating somewhere else and you're distracted. So when it's over, you're tired and you didn't quit. Mm-hmm. So that's what and you then, get paired with. And then, yeah, like doing the, the hard physical thing while listening. Correct. To somebody that's like inspirational. That's like double. Correct. Do you know how many times I, because as uh, Goggins in his book, uh, <laughs> he would like call himself like, he would talk to himself, be like, come on, bitch. <laughs> so every time <laughs> I, I remember I was running and I used to do at our last house because we didn't have a treadmill at that point. I would run from one streetlight to the next streetlight, like a block essentially, and then run back. And then eventually I would add one more you know, section to that, mm-hmm. you know, to like do all four sides of a, of a block. And I remember when I was tired and I wanted to quit because I was a trash runner at that point. I was like telling myself, come on, bitch, go. And I would out loud say that yeah because need to. of another person that i was listening yeah. to so i think that is a good recipe to kind of kick start this um i don't know what the mindset is but the savage kind of mindset yeah like super driven yes. go-getter yes no, not a quitter and the reason why you need to have some kind of physical activity because you have to get those endorphins going mm-hmm. so when you're listening to this motivational thing inspirational thing um and you're listening to these one percenters, you're doing something very difficult. So you're causing yourself to kind of have this small test experience of what happens when I didn't quit. What happens when I ran from this part to this part and I wanted to stop, but I didn't. I just put one foot in front of the other. And so it's like a real small little case study. And then after you do that enough times and you know you slowly increase it and you slow, now the next thing you do, you're running six miles, maybe you're running 10 miles. You don't have to train for your marathon or anything, but what ends up happening is you, you, your brain starts trusting that whatever they put their minds to, you can accomplish. So then translating that in the real world, you go, hey, what if I took this risk? Or what if I put myself out there? Or what if I pursued this thing? I bet you if I work hard enough, it's gonna work out. And mm-hmm. so you end up almost trusting yourself how to get there. Yes, and I feel like when you do uh, like the physical stuff first it like kind of translates and seeps into the other parts of your life or you you do feel like okay well i already did this hard thing like yeah. why can't i like start my own business or start this or figure out you know um scale it or whatever you want to do you said something you really, believe in yourself you said something really nice um for once no, i'm kidding <laughs> uh no not right <laughs> let now. everybody know not right what now I said. no you said something really nice um i think it was like a week ago or something i don't remember what we were doing but we were i think we were driving and you said something along the lines that whatever the next thing would be for me whether it's like a let's say i shut down youtube you're like whatever that thing would be i i have no doubt you'll figure it out oh yeah and, yeah. and because you've done it already like you just i feel like whatever you strive for next you're not going to fail you've you've figured out a way at least in your mind like i'm going to make it happen right yeah it's and and it was really nice because it it to me it reinforced my mindset yeah because the the w is not the fact that i figured out youtube and how to be successful on youtube the w is that i now have a, a brain way of thinking um or belief that if you just work hard enough and you put in that 10,000 hours, you will succeed. 10,000 hours. You will succeed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as you keep showing up and you keep obsessing and trying to figure out what the missing link is, you will always 100% of the time succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I believe. So 
And I think that's shaped because of these wild outliers of people that I got to listen to. Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, another great book about the 1%. It's help. a great book, but it won't. I don't think it'll inspire it's not you. Cha- yeah, it's, it's not inspiring. It, but you it understand. helps you, yeah, understand how, like the way things work, and also that it kind of does help you understand that there are external, I guess, things at play too. Like they go, um, he kind of dives into what's his name, Microsoft. Oh my, Bill uh, Gates, Bill Gates mm-hmm. and talks about how it's yeah he's a smart guy but it was also the circumstances in his life and the things around him that kind of helped him become yes and the way or create the Microsoft. opportunities yes. right but the he, opportunities yes that's not to say oh he just got lucky because no. somebody gave him the opportunity they said that he at the age of what was it 16 because of the opportunity that he had of of having a, a first computer in their school system, he already had coding hours under his belt. That he would like sneak in at night and work on the computer, but that's because he had, it was opportunity paired with the drive, the drive. that you have to have. So there it's like, is a great quote I heard yesterday about uh, talent and um, about talent and hard work. And it was, it was something along the lines of um, hard work beats talent, but, uh, and talent will never work hard enough. Mm. So what that means is you might be, you might have a talent at throwing a ball very well. So, so baseball might be easy for you, but you have this kid who doesn't have talent, but he's, he's a Russell Wilson. He mm-hmm. is the short guy on the team. He's not built like a quarterback should be built, but he's got hard work. And so he will outperform a talented person because that talented person is reliant on just the fact that they're good. Yeah. Yeah. So hard work beats talent and talent will never work hard enough. I agree. That's, that's a good quote. Yeah. I thought that was great as well. Because like, even with you, you've always had this kind of knack for, um, handy work. Hand stuff. (laughs) Handy work. Um, you've always been kind of handy around the house, but you also worked really hard to figure things out. And now you've built this experience under your belt because you've worked so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've gotten really good at remodeling our houses because of the hard work. Well, and, and I it's think, not necessarily that you were like so good at it, you know. Well, the hard work is interesting. I think hard work has to describe everything in totality. Uh, like, the fact that you're waking up early, the fact that you're researching stuff, the fact that you're watching YouTube videos to learn how to do it, mm. that all gets encapsulated under one umbrella called hard work. And I think a lot of people share that. Um, as far as getting good at remodeling houses or getting better at remodeling houses, that came from one place and one place alone. That came from the ability to uh, endure a task of fear and not being shut down by failure. Mm. So I think a lot of people, they don't start something because they're afraid to fail versus somebody like me. It's like, I've been, I've failed. I've already failed. So Why not? I like, to, I like to tell people that I'm, I'm very good at failing, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're really good at failing, then there's nothing to lose. Like things will go wrong and just you'll figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so unless you get past that first barrier of embracing failure, then if you don't get that, then you don't, you don't get to become good at remodeling later on. 
So when people ask me, how do I learn? Did somebody teach me how to remodel? No, I screwed up and then I've learned how to do it right. Do so. you still screw up? Absolutely. <laughs> people need to hear that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I always post it and, 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 and uh, it sounds like you don't watch my YouTube videos because I do. I, uh, people, we watch them together. Oh, how always, dare you? People always, you know, those are my favorite comments when yeah. people say, I like that you don't sugarcoat it and you don't hide the mess ups, but you show the mess ups. Yeah, because that's life. And that's, I mean, we all go through that. Yeah. It's just embracing it and figuring out, okay, how do I learn from this? Obviously mess up or mistake and, and like we, not do it again and or. we spoke about this i think in previous episodes in the earlier episodes where you know the mistakes are what you know brings fear to people and so they go well if i don't start it then but mistakes I'll are never have to make a mistake but yeah. mistakes are also the the most expensive and the most priceless lesson you can ever learn right you can <laughs> learn right because if you learn if, if you never encountered this problem, let's say in business, let's say how to, how to figure out shipping, but because you can't figure that out, you never end up starting your own business. But if you make a mistake and figure out, oh, it turns out I'm actually losing money by hiring a person or going through this software or going through this program, um, but you have only learned it through a mistake, then you saved decades of, of, of just walking around in a circle trying to figure something out mm. like it's such a fast course to learning when you when you make a mistake when yeah. you step on a on something sharp very quickly your brain recognizes don't go there so you're like great i won't go there i will go this path and it's the same way with what business or or different life approaches like unless you make a mistake it's a very slow learned process hmm that's a, that's a good way of looking at it What's that shirt you have? Mistakes. mistakes make us better. Yeah. And the reason, go check it out on my <laughs> And the reason why. MrBuildIt.com. Uh, and the reason why I think I like that shirt um, with that quote on mistakes make us better is that they make us better. And I've said this before because it was like make us better as, as people, right? That you, you become better and better at uh, not being shut down by the world when mistakes happen. Um, but they also make us better builders because you now learned a very important skill set that somebody does not know because they didn't make that mistake. Like you, you can only get good at doing of doing drywall work when you've done enough drywall work that looked like crap. <laughs> I guess just the real reality. You go, so you go. Oh, I remember last time I did this. I yeah. should avoid doing Correct. that this time. Correct. Why didn't it look like my buddies in Seattle? They were visiting a couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of them was like. Hey, I was watching your video for, I think it was drywall. He was like, man, like you make it look so easy. I was like, yeah, because the amount of times it's screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> like you kind of learned. <laughs> Finally. And drywall yeah. is an interesting one because like hanging drywall is easy, but drywall finish, that takes a little bit of a finesse kind of thing, yeah. depending on the texture you're using. And so that has to, like, you have to get a feel for it and you have to put in a few hours to kind of figure it out. And so, yeah, things look easy because you have to put in the hours of screw ups, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and the more you do something, obviously you have to get better at it, right? Right, and you know, people in trades, they when they they learn that stuff when they go to trades, or maybe yeah. they did an apprenticeship. So out of the gates, they were showed the proper technique. Sure, it didn't look great in the beginning, but they they had a pretty fast course. An average Joe with a home is not going to go spend you know a month with a tradesman to learn, you know, how to do something. Right, right. I don't even know that program even exists. <laughs> It should. Sh shadow a tradesman. Shadow. Shadow a tradesman. See yeah. what you want to do. 
Yeah, I feel like I more am more afraid still to like make mistakes because I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to like be the the fear gets to me of mm -hmm. well, how can I avoid making the mistake? So I'll just not do it at all. <laughs> yeah, what kind of mistakes are because you're not staging anymore. So what mistakes are you? I think right now mostly it's like picking the right when we do these projects like picking the right colors picking things that go well together mm -hmm. trying to be a little bit more bold mm -hmm. but like am i being too bold is this too much right now it's it's more that and i don't want to like obviously do something that doesn't end up matching and then now i'm like shoot i knew i should have done the other one you know yeah i guess those kinds of mistakes sometimes it's too late right well but then again it's okay you made the mistake all right, it didn't go well, it didn't go together well. If it's something like tile, if it's truly breaking your heart, then yeah, take it down. And by take it down, I mean I have to take it down. <laughs> yes. um, but the, or there's another option: be content with it, and then on your next house, that's a lesson. You go, oh, the mistake I made last time is X, Y, Z. Right. So not maybe take it down, I but I feel like there was something recently. What was it that we did? So there was one that we had when we that moved that this did. bathroom here and yeah. I stained the cabinet, even when I showed oh, you yes. an example and it didn't turn out the way you wanted to, but to sand all that off was a lot of it's not worth it. work, but it kind of grew on you Yeah. and you don't hate it. You just are not over the moon about it. Right. I feel like I like it in there now. Well, yeah. now, but you had this thing where you're like, you didn't like it. So that had to grow on you. I remember yeah. you telling me that, but like, okay the lesson that you learn there is on the next project, like here's what can happen. Here's the issues with wood. And sometimes maybe, okay, do we need to stain the backside of something to really see how it pops out versus just like a small section of right. something. These are the, the lessons, how they apply and how you kind of learn with them. But that's a fast course thing. Right. Mistakes makes us better. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I, th I, think I think your your mistakes are probably you have a higher um, for me it's more like the decisions is like the mistake but for you it's actually the, the actual work that you can yeah. mess up on so it's yeah. the stakes are a little bit higher for you right the stakes are higher but nothing is irreparable that's the thing like and I've said this before I think we have a, a clip online where it's like I'm not afraid to remodel my house because it's my house if I screw up, I'm in charge of figuring out either a higher person to come fix it or I l read up a bunch online and see how it's supposed to be done right. But so it's it's my house. Like mm -hmm. who, who, it's not like it'd be a it'd be a totally different conversation if it's this is part of my job to remodel other people's homes. Right. Where it's like the, the amount of liability that's on it, the you know, just the stress and the sleepless nights. But if it's your house and it's your freaking house either grow to love it or tear down and do it right the second time <laughs> you know? do it right the second time do it right the second time so you know it's it's just i don't know i think we overcomplicate a lot of things yeah and i don't Absolutely. know why i don't know why if because if i think we want to be as like naturally especially in this social media world we want to be the best we want to be like noticed for being the best yeah I don't know if I want to be noticed for being the best at remodeling. I just Some want people to do. I feel like they want, they want, they're very particular with their work. They yeah. want to be. There's art artists for sure. Like, yeah. like Nick Schiffer. He's uh he's been on, a, on the podcast. He's got a, 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 a 
company in Pittsburgh, I believe, who they do high-end uh, yeah. builds, and they pushed envelope like they 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 do a lot of really cool stuff that hasn't been done before, and a lot of it comes with a level of like creativity and engineering that you have to consider because mm -hmm. if something has been done before. You just follow, you know, and it hasn't broken, you know, in 10, 20 years, then you, you go, well, that's the gold standard. That's how you're supposed to do it. But if something hasn't been done before, there was nobody that pushed the envelope. So you kind of have to like do your own engineering. But Nick, you know, that was, that's their thing is like quality. It has to be like flawless. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very difficult to do that as a DIY homeowner. Right, because you have to be kind of like a jack of all trades. Versus Nick has a company who has it's a specialized. A, he's got a, a, a very talented carpenter. He's yes. got a very talented drywall person. He's got a very talented electrician. He's got, a, you know, their masters are at their trade. You're a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, so you're just learning to do the things well enough. Be and you have to be content that if you want it to be done with absolute perfection then hire somebody who has right. absolute perfection. Right. If you are in the business to get it done good enough, then you're the one that's in charge of it. And if it's crappy drywall finish, then you have two options. Either leave it and hang a picture over it <laughs> or, <laughs> or sand it and then retexture it yeah. until you get it to where you need to. I've done that actually where we took it down the peninsula when the, in the kitchen remodel. The first coat of drywall texture I put on looked like dog crap and then it was there for a while and I kept staring at it for months and then when I was doing drywall work in the next part of the house I was like you know what I'm holding this drywall spring gun anyways let me go sand that real quick and give it another now I'm a lot more content with it mm. that's why there was all that spray on the yes sorry about that countertops in <laughs> yeah. the cabinet it oversprayed hard it went like <laughs> it was everywhere I was it like, went on where did this come from yeah I tried to clean up as much. It got in the curtain. It got on the the, the dining table. How Harper's. dare you? Hey, this is the, but the, it looks the world you signed up for. <laughs> if you want these things. It is. You know. Living in the, the construction, which is, I think it's not that bad anymore. When we did the kitchen, it was the worst. Now you when are. you're doing like a room, the bathroom even or whatever, it's mm -hmm. not. That yeah. big of a deal. Well, the, the, the master bathroom has always been, sorry, grand bathroom. I don't want to sound racist. Primary. Yeah. Um, the primary bathroom, the, that has to be the longest time it's been out of commission because there was like the tub, the situation, then there was the vanity and then there was a the shower. It was like piece by piece and that things we were had. delayed. So it was never like, it was always yeah, dirty. It was, essentially. Long. it was, it was always dusty, but it's not that bad when you have another bathroom in the house, you can go to shower and you know, the kitchen is always the worst because that's like it's your only kitchen. So when you, yeah, when you have, you don't have another kitchen, maybe some you, people do. It's where you eat and everything well i'll tell you what Mrs. congregate M, this has been nice oh my back we is are, sore yeah. i did back yesterday it's so sore <laughs> um this has been a nice one it's always fun to talk about um what drives us and yeah yeah how successful you are <laughs> <laughs> not not successful enough um Hey guys, thanks for uh, listening. By the way, we just got 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So nice. hey, go. Uh, that's a high five right here. That's a high five right there. Uh, go listen to it uh, and watch it because it's a lot more fun. Except yeah. not this episode because this one is uh, audio no only. Yeah, no video on this Kyle's, one. Uh, Kyle's off today. But cool, guys. Next one. We'll get you on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye.